0: 30 seconds. Is television good?
1: Some television's wonderful. Some television is exciting and promising and has vast potential. Some, medi- some television is mediocre and bad. But uh, I think it has promise, Mike. I think this is, can conceivably be a real art form. And I stick with it for the reasons I said and because I think that uh, it can only improve and can improve tremendously. And I think aims toward that.
2: And welcome to a very special episode of Strange Highways. I am Paul, and I'm Kevin, and we're in the same room. There you go. That's amazing. That's like the fourth time I think so it's third or fourth time.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
2: So no creepy robot voice this no. week. No. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little rough. Like I just I felt bad because I know like we can't control the Skype, but it's just like it, it felt like you're falling into the matrix, and I <laughs> I couldn't save you. I didn't know what was going on. It's like ghosts in the shell, I'm just falling off the building,
0: <laughs> disappearing slowly.
2: Um, so uh, this is we're gonna we're gonna uh, just talk in, in order, episode zero through thirty six. No, we're not gonna do that. Um, we just I, I wanted to do a recap of season one. Uh, just put a put a pen in it before we move on to other things, and because we you know uh, we've been through a lot of television in yeah. a year. And I figured, you know... And a lot of talking about television. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I was telling Kevin before we started recording that I was trying to listen to our earlier episodes just because, you know, I like the sound of my voice as I drive my car. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to remember the conversations that we had. And I got about two-thirds of the way through the season, and I realized I still had like 13 hours of podcast to listen to. And I'm like, I can't listen to myself that much longer. Um, You're a
0: brave man. (laughs) I... I can't do it. I can't listen to myself, but
2: I, I listen to myself sometimes. I'm like, that was pretty good. And then other times I'm like, what the hell was I talking about? And I'm sure when I listen to this a year from now, I'll be like, God damn it, Pass Paul. But anyway, that's uh
0: so certain episodes. I just I definitely will not go back and listen to our uh fever episode where I was falling asleep on the other side of
2: the- <laughs> You, You did pretty good actually. I uh you, you would not know that you were uh hung over terribly in oh, that episode. That was awful.
0: Yeah. Still uh, apologize to Joe.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was it was fine. Uh, go back, listen to it. And just you'll never know that Kevin was uh, hungover. Um, we were talking about the Vegas experience. It made sense. Uh, so this was a little bit more without a net because normally we have a really good structure of like cast and crew and the episode and and our feelings. This is going to be a little bit more jumbled so i apologize this is the first time that i really feel like we're kind of just just going out you know yeah. and, Well, we can yeah. still
0: do it cast uh, or the crew uh, <laughs> yeah. directed by paul <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> you might know me from such things as the previous episode um yeah. i had bit parts now uh, so i have been trying to cram um reading those two books i had mentioned a few episodes ago that i bought that were supplemental material for the show and i think it's helped the show in a lot of ways because like, I, I like having this wonderful, educated conversation about the episodes, but I love all the trivia and everything that goes into each individual episode because we found out, like, with uh, World of His Own, that story about the elephant having to take a shit is really entertaining, but it also is informative of the producer being like, we have a problem. Like, we have a window. We better address it, or this is going to get way worse. I love that kind of texture around the episodes. Yeah. And um, it,
0: it, it's great because doing the research and. Uh, running around online you kind of run into the same little factoids all over the internet about each episode it's hard to find anything different and uh those books seem to they take that little bit that you get especially when we were talking about uh serling being accused of stealing the story for uh Uh, the after hours uh, after hours yeah um you know, I, I found little paragraphs about it here and there on, online, but then you come and it's like, here's the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, So it's it, they've been a huge help to the show.
2: So the funny thing about it, uh, and I'll get into more what I was reading originally. So there, there's two books. Um, one's a little uh, thicker than the other. Uh, the one that's the bigger one of the two is like the Twilight Zone Compendium. And I've been reading it second. I mean, I've, each episode I've been reading the episode information, but like the, it was, I knew it was a bigger book, so I put it second. I'd read the other one up to the end of season one. And I was like, this is really interesting. A lot of good detail about the production of the show. And then the second book, when I read the introduction, the author was like, there's many books about the Twilight Zone out there that that, that they don't do the research and keep repeating facts. He's like, for example. And he names the other book and the author of the book that I just read (laughs) and talks about how they got something wrong. And I'm like, what do I know about life and existence now? Because I've been reading this other book as well. And I feel like... They're still pretty close, but it's funny that the one book calls out the other book by name. Um, but anyway, uh, I thought that was funny. It's just like just the kind of like shit talking amongst the Twilight Zone community about accuracy.
0: Um, We're gonna have to get these two authors on the on the yeah. line one episode and just have them battle it out.
2: Like we'll get we'll get the one unsuspecting trivia one game. and then call the other one. It's like, hey, you know the guy you called out? We have him on the line right now.
0: We'll have an impromptu trivia
2: game with the two <laughs> authors of those books. Um, I like it. So please tell me how much was an occurrence at Creek really bought for? Uh, and that's the one fact he called out. I thought that was kind of interesting. But so the more I read about the origin of the Twilight Zone and. The, how it put together. We talked mainly about how Sterling wrote the bulk of the episodes for the, the series, well, and, and season one. Yeah. And I didn't realize that he was actually under contract. He had to write 80% of the episodes of season one. Oh. Okay. So And they, and they, they didn't have necessarily be originals, but they had to be teleplays submitted by him. So when he started assembling his writing staff... Everyone was giving these things. And after a while, he's like, I have as much as I need because I have to write the rest of it. Yeah. And he, got, he had to turn out a lot of interesting things because he just have, didn't have room for it. Yeah. That, um, that's crazy. And, and the more I read in the other book, and I might have to lend this to you, I did, we've talked about Charles Beaumont being an, a really interesting character with his output. Mm-hmm. Just reading some of his correspondence and some of his interactions – he might secretly be your favorite person on the face of earth because he was such a colorful person. Like the first time he met Serling, he told Serling he had problems with one of the scripts that he read of Serling's. Like he straight <laughs> up was like, I don't like it. And Serling respected that. He's like, you know what? It does have problems. And then they, they were always fine professionally. Yeah. But he just straight up was like, I don't like this one script. And oh, he man. was like the biggest defender of like, a, like grown up sci-fi. He's like, don't let anybody talk down to you. This needs to happen. And how he was kind of like a crazy man. And then how Matheson was like a family man that was just writing to put food on the table. But then like all three of them got along really well. And that's not a dynamic I picked up on just from watching the episodes. No. Um, And I really appreciated that kind of like behind the scenes of like, these are my two guys that I want to go to, but I can't use them for everything right now just because of the contract I signed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited. Uh, Charles. Uh, sorry if I peek there on you. No, uh, <laughs> Charles Beaumont is somebody you know. I've heard. We're the so name. far
2: away from peeking; it's ridiculous. <laughs> like season three, and then we'll just be like, we're done. Uh, we can. We're so good. Anyway, go
0: ahead. Uh, Charles Beaumont, somebody who I've I've heard the name thrown around. You know, I've I've seen some of his work adapted to other uh, media and everything, but actually going through and reading some of his short films, I'm so excited that this show has brought me to beaumont
2: yeah like i mean matheson we've talked about yeah and And,
0: i've read matheson i was pretty familiar with him going into the show and that's who you know you think of serling and matheson as far as writers for twilight zone but people like uh what was the other guy uh george uh clayton johnson yeah was that his name yeah his stuff is really interesting too and that guy's that guy seems like he's pretty crazy as well yeah (laughs) personally
2: uh, interesting yeah in a good way yeah yeah um and that's funny because that, that bigger of the two books, the intro, is written by George Clayton Johnson. And I was reading this. I'm like, that name sounds familiar. Why is that? And then at the end, he mentioned that Sterling bought his story. All of us are dying. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. you know. Yeah. And um, But there's actually just – there's like the segments of just interviews with Matheson and Beaumont and just talking about like that environment and how much they loved – like being like basically treated as equals and they were just doing different things and they really wanted this to work and how, how close we were to getting Ray Bradbury actually one of his stories in the first season and it just didn't work out and also how Surly wanted to buy um, a Philip K. Dick story but then it didn't work out either and it's oh, like wow. think about that like how how crazy would that have been to have like a Philip K. Dick story early like you know I mean not, not that he, I mean, he was contemporary but I always think of him as a little later you know yeah. and just yeah all the, the the near misses of content and that and it's, it was just amazing all the things he had to pass on or the things he chose not to do. And I'll just I'll wrap that part up with, by saying, um, I shot an arrow into the air uh, as we know as an episode. Well, I'm sure we'll get back to that soon enough. Um, that was a title that Serling had used for a different script about the X20 flying off into space and running into aliens. And then the aliens come down and befriend like a boy. And it becomes this whole thing about how they're going to judge humanity type of thing. And it just, it, the script didn't work, but I, it sounds like a much better story than what we got with. I shot it out to the air, yeah. but it just, I, it just kind of also spoke to Sterling always having this toolbox of being like, all right, well that's not working. I have a title I love and I have a rocket name already. So I'm just going to just sneak that into this other story and no one will ever know yeah just that's the stuff i love is just the patchworking of everything reading about how he just always kept everything in the back of his head and was using it because he had to
0: yeah i was gonna you say that time frame he was working on he <laughs> he kind of had to you know like uh everything i've ever done before uh let's just redo it real quick you know
2: yeah <laughs> and, and, it, it,
0: it, and not to say that's a bad thing because a lot of his ideas were incredible
2: yeah it's just that you can see uh it, it, with i shot arrow to the air Um, they were originally, um, signed on for 20 episodes and then the network was going to make a decision to, to get the other 16 and they were on the bubble when they did the 20th, they all stopped production and they waited. And then the moment CBS gave them the green light, the very next episode they did was I shot an arrow into the air. (laughs) And I'm like, it always makes me wonder if, like, if that was in the original 20, if they're like, we're not doing this anymore. We're done, guys. Yeah. You know? Um, So I thought that was funny. And then also,
0: such a great title, though. I'll still stand behind that. I I love that title.
2: And I didn't realize how um, much pressure was on Sterling to, I mean, other than having success and putting his name on here, he actually, with that Requiem for heavyweight. That was big, and there was two other stories that he wrote that were really big, too, but it was kind of like having that guy that had that one really good album that everybody wanted to sign him to their label, and he was putting out work, and everyone's like, yeah, but it's not as good as this, (laughs) and so he was going to be that guy that almost burned out, and then he went and did The Twilight Zone, and no one really talks about anything else he's done, but he had a lot of pressure to not be that like three-hit wonder. Um, anyway, that's enough history. I just thought that was really just fascinating reading about this. How much? How much was at stake for for this very first season? Yeah.
0: No, it, it's it's been fun. Um, we were kind of talking off air before we got started. It, it's it was cool going back and I, I rewatched a few episodes and everything, and just having time to settle down and think about the episodes. You know, months removed from them. It's interesting how much my viewpoint had changed on a few of them. You know, things I was yeah. a little bit harsh on when we were going through, and it's—I think—it's a matter of just going through things. I've said it before with uh, going through things with a fine-tooth comb, and you just—you get caught up on little things. But then, when you sit back six months later and think about an episode you don't think about those little things. You're like, that wasn't as bad as I remember. Like that was pretty fun.
2: <laughs> so you're about to tell me that Mr. Denton on doomsday is like your favorite episode of the season. now? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. No, I mean, yeah. there are things that are definite. Like I love it for a reason. I still love it for that reason. There are episodes. I don't like it. I still don't like it for that reason. You know, yeah. there are definite uh, positives and negatives throughout the season, but some of those ones in between that I, that were kind of a chore to sit through occasionally, like thinking back on them, I'm like that ah, wasn't too bad. <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> yeah, I, that's true. I, I guess, like, um, just listening to the when we were talking about previous episodes, like, and, and not knowing what was coming, mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing I've enjoyed most about this is that as much as I thought I knew about the Twilight Zone, I realized I knew nothing, Jon Snow, about the Twilight Zone whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and th- I think we talked about that a few episodes ago, where I thought I had seen every episode of the Twilight Zone. I honestly like. I never really did any research or looked at the episode list. I'm like, yeah, I've probably seen them all. <laughs> and, and I'm ashamed. I've I've probably only seen like a third of them. I, and watches. I've seen less. Yeah. yeah, I know I've seen less. Yeah, maybe even less than that. It's it's
2: insane. Well, because I also think too that just growing up, like you don't realize how long a production season was for TV back then. Yeah. And so, like, you're like, yeah, I must, I've seen all Twilight Zone. There have, what, 50, 60 episodes, and there's like 153. You're like, oh, and it's only five seasons long. And one of those seasons was only 18 episodes. So, you know, that like that's a lot of television. And I just never, it never occurred to me. You yeah. Know?
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think people tend to only go back to those classics. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these have kind of been forgotten,
2: which is unfortunate. I mean, the good news is having uh, having access to Netflix and Hulu, uh, so you can binge this stuff, which is great. You can binge it, and you can you take care of watch it all quickly. But the fact that it's there uh, that gives people like here. Actually, you'll find this funny. So one of my coworkers. Uh, he told me, he's like, he's like, my son's listening to your show. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah. And I have a coworker named Kevin. He's like, yeah, he's listening to you and Kevin. And then, so my coworker, Kevin shows up and he's like, yeah, you know, I was listening to your show and I was like, wrong Kevin, you know, <laughs> but his son's 18 and he's listening to this show and he's enjoying it and it's about the twilight zone yeah, and it blows my mind. I was like, really? I was like, we're talking about a show that's 50 plus years old. And like, you know, and I'm 20 years removed from, from this, you know, this young man that's discovered the twilight zone. And that speaks volumes of the twilight zone that it's like, it's so far the test of time. And I I thought that was wonderful to be like, if, if we're the ones that brought him to this and maybe not, maybe he's like, maybe he's the expert and I don't know, but that's, (laughs) that's awesome. You know? So I really appreciated that. Yeah. It's cool.
0: And again, hats off to Serling for using thematic elements that are. Timeless that, you know, anyone can grasp onto. There, a lot of it are just basic human. <laughs>
2: well, and a lot of that was driven by his frustration with product placement, and because yeah. yeah. uh, like, and you, we, we talked about that with um, Judgment Night about how the one was changed from coffee to tea or whatever. Yeah. But he ran into like there was there's so many scripts he would have out there that the, the the studio would come and be like, well, the one sponsor wants to change it to this, and then by the time you removed all the product stuff. And then you watered down the content because you're worried about offending people. He'd have like basically like a lifeless thing that he, he's like, I'll take the money and, and get it out there, but I'm not happy with what happened. And so he fought really hard. He wanted the sponsors for the show to be happy with what he was doing, but he always wanted to keep it separate. And which now is kind of like, even though we're starting to see more product placement in shows now because they're, they're actually sponsoring these things again Mm -hmm. and like you know it's kind of weird how you're seeing like oh that's a lot of toyota cars in that you know or whatever How like the walking dead like some cars like they always start magically you know but whatever he really strived to keep them separated he was like i'll let the advertisers take care of the commercials i'll take care of the show which was like forward thinking yeah you know and i think that also helps now that we're not having the twilight zone brought to you by you know sanka you know like that would be weird
0: yeah, well, him coming from those variety shows, I'm sure he was super fed up with that, you know? Yeah. He pours his heart into a page, you know, with Requiem for a heavyweight, and then in the middle, they're just selling, like, baking soda, <laughs> you know? Well,
2: remember <laughs> at the end of Time Element how they had to come out and sell, like, a washing yeah. machine? Those was like are refrigerator. A refrigerator, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and that was after having Desi Arnaz explain what he think happens in the episode, <laughs> and I found out he asked for that because he felt the audience would be unhappy with that ending. Yeah, we, so, we yeah, talked about like, that on that like, like, episode. Yeah, I it think was just, it was just funny how he's like, "No, we gotta have it. We had to have an explanation."
0: God, that had to have been so infuriating to Serling. You know, like I'm trying to do something,
2: <laughs> right? So I think a lot of that helps make this stand up. Where. It's its own thing, and that was actually just a few years ahead of its time because uh, they did research later and found out that regardless of television program, commercials are effective or not effective based upon the commercial, not the show it's paired up with, which you would think that they would have figured it out by then, but they didn't know that. Yeah. You know, so that's your advertising talk for the for the episode. No, <laughs>
0: nothing screams refrigerator like World War Two. <laughs>
2: right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that, that brings me to uh, something I want to mention here real quick as well the original pilot script for the Twilight Zone was something called The Happy Place which I'm sure you probably have read about mm-hmm. in passing yeah. and it's a story about this this perfect world government where once you hit 65 they send you off to The Happy Place which is an elevator full of gas and they kill you and when Sterling submitted the script for the, the pilot um, I forget which sponsor it was they're like we don't want to be known as the people that kill old people yeah, and so <laughs> he's like okay fine right so, uh, other than that being funny, uh, I I did not realize, and I was teasing this to Kevin before we started recording, that the name of our show, Strange Highways, um, I picked it because of a Dean Kuntz novel, and I thought it was a cool title that described the Twilight Zone, but it didn't actually say the Twilight Zone. I didn't realize that our show title actually is a lot closer than I, than I realized. So, the original Serling intro to the Happy Place story he wanted to, to identify that this is the twilight zone and the text reads, yeah, this is a highway into a land of strangeness, a place of shadow to reach it. You ride the dream to enter it. You need only your imagination. The place is called the twilight zone. So there's literally the word strange and the word highway in his original intro. He wanted for the, for the twilight zone. We sound like geniuses. (laughs) It was
0: unintentional. I promise, but you're uh, welcome
2: history. I don't know. I I thought that was crazy.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm happy we picked this show title. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know what else to say then. All right, awesome. and we're done. Anyway, so enough about what's not there. Let's talk about what we watched. All uh, right. So did we just want to like I know we we have a couple categories we were gonna get into, uh, like a top five, a bottom five, and then some other stuff. Um, I don't know where to start with this other than you know, we've kind of already said some episode titles, but yeah. Um,
0: well, why don't why don't we do our uh bottom five here? <laughs> okay. Just so uh we'll get this out of the way because there's some other stuff i want to discuss that's not really on any of our categories for tonight so um how do you want to do this you want to go first you want me to go first you want to alternate it we'll do (laughs) let's let's do that let's do our number five okay
2: number five i didn't put these in any order because i i kind of equally hate these all the same amount yeah uh mr beavis this is, my, this is in there. That's um, your number five? Sure. Right. It, it's it's also my number one and my number two. Like, I, I was going to write down <laughs> Mr. Beavis five times, but I decided not to do that.
0: All right. Well, I, I kind of put them in order. Okay. I mean, I I don't know what that's saying for at least the bottom five, you know? It's like, I hate this one more than the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my number five, I was actually struggling to find five episodes I really didn't like. That's you know, fair, there yeah. are episodes I thought were just kind of mediocre that were just, you know, they were there. They were good. There was things I liked about them, things I didn't. So, uh, number five, just to fill the quota, I put a, a nice place to visit. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. I know. I remember you were... Uh, I, I liked that one a great deal. Um, yeah,
0: there are things I like about it. Just overall, you know, I was going through writing down all the episode titles again and just like trying to spark my memory with some of the ones that I may have forgotten the plot a little bit. And... I was trying to do it off memory and not look at like a synopsis or anything and just write down something that I thought of with each one. And I could not remember what this episode <laughs> was. So I was like, I guess that's a bad sign.
2: Yeah, I would say it's a bad sign.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's got goofy characters in it. Um, and I I think you'll see on my bottom five that anything that has any sort of comedy in this season uh, for the most part did not go well that's interesting because yeah. uh
2: when i because i, I kind of did like, we'll get to it later but i put like uh best performance you'll see a pattern with that so yeah not, not to not to ruin the, the the tease but comedy plays into it a little bit for me i don't know why but but well,
0: yeah and I, I don't mean like the tongue-in-cheek stuff like uh like edwin in one for the angels oh, and no, stuff no. like I, I like that that's that's more of the quirky thing i'm talking about like straight
2: well, uh, we'll talk
0: about well because Rocky, Rocky place. had
2: a nice place to visit. He definitely was over the top and yeah, scenery.
0: He's, he's a little bit too over the top for me. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean,
2: he was just a cartoon character, so I, I get that. But you know? it's
0: not the worst episode. I, I definitely did not hate the episode or anything. I just I had to I had to get a number five. So we,
2: we agreed to a bottom five, right? Yeah, so yeah, and then my next one's Mr. Beavis. No, I said that already. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I didn't put these in order, so I'm just going to throw the Mighty Casey out here next because. I know that one infuriated you, and I know we we took we, we looked at what caused that episode not to be good. However, I believe that even if the main actor had not died after and put in a good performance, it still would have been a shitty episode. So yeah. I don't know where that – it's probably your number one. but Because uh, you – I had not heard you be physically frustrated with a single episode of the series except for <laughs> that one where you're just like, I want to be done talking about it right now.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. My number four. <laughs> i think some of these are going to be repeated so mm-hmm. that's why i'm kind of holding uh holding <laughs> myself back here uh my number four is i shot an arrow into there
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's i mean it's on my list too so yeah that's uh
0: yeah i uh, just you know the paper thin plot uh really nothing to grasp onto kind of a infuriating uh logistics
2: <laughs> yeah because we saw uh much, even though the, the knowledge of space travel was limited at the time, there was a number of episodes that either sidestepped it completely and you didn't think about it. But whenever you're dealing with an, a story about survival, that just you you have to have something more there than just, you know what? We had a, a rocket we took four years to build. We flew it up in the air. It lasted 30 seconds. We have five gallons of water. None of that like added up for me of like, I mean, I get that you crash, so you lose your supplies, but it seems like, the the world of space travel is a world of redundancy, and they didn't plan any of that. I was like we got a fireplace and a guy that's tongue is swelling. That's oh, that, all we got.
0: That cool triangle fireplace. But, so. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> you know that was the best actor in that episode. Was the triangle fire? It sure was. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. It, 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 you bring up a good point with survival stories, and you need something to grasp onto because if you don't care,
2: uh, yeah,
0: okay. if you don't yeah. care about any of the characters, why? It, it's a reason I don't like the Walking Dead show. Cause I don't like any of the performances from the actors. At least I kind of gave up after season three, Um, but I didn't like anyone. So like, why do I care? Why am I watching? Like,
2: well, there was um, there was a Tales from the Crypt comic where it was called Water, Water Everywhere, but not a drop to drink, and it was two mm-hmm. parallel stories of one person stuck on the ocean in a boat and they're they're dehydrated, and I forget the twist, but they the water was actually fresh water the entire time they didn't know it, and then there's a the story of someone trying to survive in the desert and they had a jeep, and they eventually shoot themselves in the head and the bullet goes through the radiator, it pours like water out on them, and it's like, but those are kind of cruel jokes. Um, I shot an arrow needed that kind of cruel joke other than the realization at the end that they were near uh, Reno, but like from a survival standpoint, you need that. You need to have someone struggle badly and have yeah. something else go on than that. Yeah, so the, you know. the twist was just too little too late, I yeah. guess. So, um, yeah, I'll put that as my, like, I, yeah, that was on my list too. So what do you have next? Um, all right. So my number
0: three is, uh, Mr. Beavis.
2: <laughs> there you go. God damn yeah. Mr. Beavis.
0: <laughs> um, Again, comedy a lot of times on this, at least in this first season did not work for me.
2: So I was, I was watching parts of that episode again last night, not just because I liked it because I was trying to explain to, to my wife, Mary about like, cause she didn't watch the episode. Cause like there's times where we, I, that was, this was one of the nice things too about the season I liked. And this is unrelated to the show is that her and I don't have the same television watching habits. So it's nice to sit down and watch this episode by episode with her, but there's times where this timing didn't work out right. and I needed to get working on the show. Yeah. So, I watched Mr. Beavis by myself, so she didn't see this episode, and I was trying to show her something that I'll get to later that bugged me about the episode, and she's kind of laughing at him being drunk in the bar and looking in the mirror and seeing the angel, but the bartender's not seeing you know, the angel. And the the actor being drunk is actually pretty funny. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, no, she's going to like this episode. I have to divorce her, and then we're done. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no. Goddamn Mr. Beavis is going to ruin my marriage. So, yeah, I just... Knowing, again, that Sterling had to write 80% of the scripts and he had this project and it was quirky enough to qualify. Because, I mean, why not have a comedy with a guardian angel? Sure.
0: Again, like there are worse things to watch. Um, I just not by much. I'm joking. (laughs) No, And when we finished that episode, I remember uh, we turned the mics off and everything. And uh, I was saying how I felt like I was way too nice to it because it's it felt like i liked the episode because <laughs> we kind of played good cop bad cop on that one yeah and uh i felt like i leaned a little bit towards good but i yeah i really didn't enjoy that one no and no. looking back on it i enjoy it even less <laughs> i never want to see it again <laughs> so like at the time i'm like no this is fine i'll get through it i'm, I'm liking this yeah i just hate and it. uh Ugh. yeah and, and now like Thinking back to it, I'm like, I'm never going to watch that episode again. Well,
2: because I know we're going to get to eventually. was it Mr. Dingle the Strong, which is um, Burgess Meredith. Yeah, and he's getting he's given strength suddenly, and it's going to be kind of a goofy one. But I remember seeing that one before. I don't remember much about it, but it was it was fun. And maybe well, maybe it hasn't aged since the last time I watched it. But maybe
0: maybe they finally kind of get the comedy balance correct later on in the seasons.
2: Because it feels like it feels like a Beavis plot line, though. You yeah, know? and yeah. so. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Mr. Beavis. All um, right, yeah. What's your Stupid of uh, their music? Anyway, go ahead. What's your number two? Um, number two, then I guess it would be. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sh- switch this up. I'm gonna put Mr. Denton on Doomsday as number two, just because I feel like as we went along in the season, that was a low point at the start, but the further I got away from it. It it didn't hit me as badly as some of these other ones. Yeah, and I and it's not a good episode, but I also look back and and I kind of the main character I didn't mind him. You had freaking what's his face in it uh, being the bully. Um, all, oh, what's his name? Uh, the the actor he went on to do much bigger things. Um. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write down all the actors. <laughs> he, he was in Rounders, anyway. The, the older, he's the older guy now. Anyway, I, it was fun seeing him for like a second, uh, and it was a Western, so I mean, you know, it was different, you know. So it still wasn't. It had Gun Fixer because we talked about the Gun Fixer, and you made up a shot for it, and I can't remember exactly the ingredients, and we're never going to have that shot. Oh, it was something so. disgusting. Yeah, uh,
0: if if I remember correctly, it was at least disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Mr. Denton on Doomsday as well. I wrote down Doctor Denton on Doomsday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. I'm glad he moved on past being a gunfighter and now he's a doctor.
0: I was uh, scribbling notes with a pen like an like an animal and not using my computer. And uh, I think I was getting a cramp by that point. But, but wasn't
2: wasn't the fate was he was he Mr. Fate or Doctor? You know, he wasn't Doctor Fate. Doctor no, Fate's a DC character. Fate, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um, yeah I, I had this at number one because I felt like it was gonna be number one, but. I kind of agree with you thinking back on it. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess at least it was different.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't wanna I don't wanna go actively watching it again, but if it's one of those ones where it's like I kinda I get where it ended up at because you had Where is Everybody and then that was the very next one. I think um No, it was yeah, that was the very no, next one. No, it was one. the third one. Oh, one, yeah, the second one for the second, Angels. One for the so Angels second between one, between. You're right? Yeah. And I feel like they wanted Aside from the fact that they stacked their production order, and see, the more I read, they they had the highest like the the biggest known names, so they put mm-hmm. like their they front loaded it with the actors people knew, yeah. Uh, and Ed Wynn was on a rise because of Requiem for Heavyweight, so yeah, that's why okay. he's there. Anyway, so they wanted like the known commodities first, so that's why they did that. And the guy who played Mr. Denton, he was actually a known commodity, so they wanted to get his face out there. Um, and I just you go from like a space paranoia mental breakdown to like a kind of a fantasy with this guy just with one good sales pitch. And now we're in the old West. I think they really wanted to come out swinging and show this thing's going to be anything it wants to be. So yeah. I I respect that. I just wish the episode was better.
0: Yeah. All right. What's, what's your least favorite
2: nightmare is a child. Oh man. God, I hate this episode because it it's another one of those ones that when we went back, I know when we talked about it, I said it felt like, um, a few different parts sewn together and none of it fit right. And I still kind of stand by that. Cause it's like, there's an interesting idea in that, in that uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like the episode. I feel like it's kind of stilted. I feel like, um, the actress, the lead actress isn't bad, but I feel like the, the just it, the, the creepy guy, he was good, yeah, but it, it just, it's something about the I tempo of the episode. Guy. It was just very, it, it could have been something. And I just felt like it was, I feel like we're gonna get stories like this later. They'll be done much better.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I like Nightmare as a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not gonna make my top list. Um, so I'm I'm glad you brought it up. But uh, yeah, that the guy that plays the killer in that episode—I forget the actor's name—but he is incredible in that. Like what? his stare is so creepy in that episode. What if they
2: would have gotten the picture from the Mighty Casey to be that guy, oh, God. and then he would have actually been a killer that became a killer later? That would have been amazing. Yeah, anyway. Well,
0: that brings me to my number one. <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Casey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, terrible. <laughs> that's it. Moving on. Yeah. I, uh,
2: Let me get the sly whistle out. Boop. <laughs> Boop. Right.
0: Yeah, th- yeah. That's, you know, I, t- I talked about uh, Mr. Beavis' comedy not working. Uh, Mr. Beavis is hysterical compared, compared to, to <laughs> Mighty Casey. <laughs> like, it is it is not good and the only thing that got me through that episode a few weeks ago was the fact that the robot pitcher turned out to be a killer in real life
2: yeah that was i think my favorite moment of cuz i thought you knew when i told you what happened and i, I loved that that light bulb moment of this like oh shit, it all makes sense now, and it's so good. Just that blank stare is forever (laughs) burned in my mind now. And I also think what got me that episode was knowing that the very next one was a world of his own, and it was the end of the season, and it was like, I knew that episode was going to be good, so I'm like, let's just get through the mighty Casey. So, again, um, we're going to deal with robots, or a robot. We're going to be dealing with them a lot more as time goes on in this series, and I think they're going to be... And even even the lonely, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, I, do, like, I don't yeah. hate robots. No, I'm just saying like that's going to be a plot point. I know even when we get to Bradbury... I'm pro-robot. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pro-robot, too. I robot. Like, what was it? I sing the body electric? That's all a yeah. ro- robot episode written by Bradbury, so yeah. we're going to be getting better robot episodes. I don't know if we're going to get better robot baseball episodes, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. So... um you have a bunch of notes. Like, I know you kind of wrote highlights for all the, like the episodes as you went through. Is there something that you wanted to just mention in passing? Like, uh, cause you think about the stuff we've been doing this over a year. There might've been things that kind of you, that faded from, from thought. And you're like, Oh yeah, that like, I, you know, something like, um, let me, example, um, like the last flight was an episode that you and I hadn't seen previously, Mm-hmm. And then the more we talked about it, the more we appreciated it. You know, that was something that was very surprising to me.
0: Yeah. Um um no nothing too crazy. It honestly one of the big takeaways I had from the season 1, just learning about Serling himself and his background and where he came from. Finding out how personal some of these stories were. Like uh, it, uh episode that's not going to be on any of my lists, uh The Purple Testament. <laughs> Um, yeah not my favorite episode by far but knowing how personal that story was to Serling really made me appreciate that more yeah absolutely. you know like talking about that episode kind of blew my mind and uh even uh oh, what was the other one there's another uh uh walking distance yeah yeah Like these super personal stories that you know if you just watch them you know you Threw on Netflix, turn on Twilight Zone episode, you watch it, you're like, yeah, that was nice, whatever. Um, Going back and reading a little bit of like Serling's biography and finding out where he came from, where he grew up, uh, his time in the military, his time boxing even. You know, and you look at uh, Requiem for a heavyweight from uh, was a Playhouse 90. Yeah. And then later a big tall wish that he did for this, like boxing was something that was really personal to him. You know, it, it was just it made me appreciate some of these episodes that I probably would have just kind of forgotten and never thought about again, especially Purple Testament. You know, like, yeah, there was a lot I didn't like in that. And again, Dick York's kind of he didn't play the role goofy in that. But just seeing Dick York uh, makes <laughs> yeah, it almost it was a tough. comedy. It was so tough. it's hard to separate bewitched from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that episode I may have just not even thought about ever again. But reading about his time
2: when well, you told me that you found his information on like military.com or something where yeah. you found out he actually uh, was in a, um, an unexpected yeah, he, surprise attack. And yeah, went in he and saved, saved a bunch of people. Like yeah.
0: he, he got a purple heart for that. And, you know, I'm sure it was really hard for him to write some of the stuff that, well, and that's what he said to military. I, th- I
2: think he said, I, I think you quoted saying that he came out of a bitter and he felt, he felt writing was a way to get that out of him. Yeah. And like, you know, that's, I it I it would be tough for me to to go to some of the darker places I've had and and make it that obvious that that's what I'm writing about you know yeah. and that's that's brave Well it's it's only obvious
0: you know, if, if you know his background mm-hmm. and that's what I mean, like if I would have seen this at when I was 15, watching it over at my friend's house, you know, on VHS <laughs> taped off TV, I would have never thought about like, where did this idea come from? You know, I would have forgotten about it and probably never watched the episode again. Yeah. But now thinking back, I'm it, it's it's really kind of touching and uh, it makes you appreciate it in a whole new light
2: weird death Death. death has a weak flashlight as I had said before I love it that's awesome uh, but yeah like when I think I was thinking back over the episodes and even though at the time I wasn't a big fan of the ending and I'm still not a big fan of the ending uh, I still think about the 16 millimeter shrine a great deal yeah. something about that whole like you know wishing for another time and w- wanting to will yourself into that that existence. Something about that—that's—that's that's like very haunting to me, and I still think that's that's a really good episode. I just—I just feel like her character didn't deserve a happy ending, but that's just me, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, we talked extensively
0: yeah. about I that know. ending. Um, I am—I'm a big fan of 16 millimeter shrine. I—I uh, I, I guess I'll kind of jump into—I have that on my honorable mention list. Okay, yeah, because I was trying to come up with my top five, and that one is just so memorable for me. And I, I think it's just it just was being, Jerry
2: Herndon, the yeah. supermarket king of Chicago. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jesus.
2: I the only reason I remember this stuff is because I've been listening to the episodes recently. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of me. No, not really. Um
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I I think it's just being a fan of, you know, old Hollywood and everything, and it just it had such a great atmosphere to the episode and it was just it was shot so well, mm-hmm. you know, with that whole film noir style with her in the in her screening room and everything which that set was used again but i don't think it was ever used as good as that that's true and Um, uh yeah i i just i'm a huge fan of that episode
2: it's yeah it's 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 one of those ones where you're right i think it's an honorable mention uh just in terms of like if you gave somebody like when we get to our top five um i'm just gonna say right now that my top five isn't going to be like like, the world's top five, just because the world has those. I I, I want to present, like, the things that I didn't even know about, really. Yeah. You know, so... Well,
0: my, mine's kind of standard, because... I I don't know. There are episodes in this first season that I think are classics for mm-hmm. a reason. Oh, absolutely. And it was hard to leave certain ones off.
2: Yeah, you're not going to like my list, then.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm excited, because I'm glad one of us did something. Because I have... That's why I want to mention some of the honorable mentions uh, before I do that top five, which we'll get to. Uh, Just because I want to mention some of the couple others that just really stuck with me that are, like, my favorites out of the season, you know. And then there are ones I think are really important, you know, and are also my favorite, but, like, things I think are more important now, possibly, than they were back then. That's fair. So um, so do you want to get into... uh, Maybe big. Well, we kind of did biggest surprise. Do you want to?
2: Well, I I didn't think we got the biggest surprise. Yet. Okay, for me, well, I, let, I think for the both one. of us though, honestly, I think it's elegy. I think that's the biggest surprise of of the season because, in terms of. Um, you talked about how you've been six months a year removed from some of these episodes and you think about them and, and maybe you think about them a little differently now. Mm-hmm. That's the only one of the season that the first time I watched, it, I was like, it's okay. But then the second time I watched, it, I was like the middle part of this is amazing. Yeah. And, I, yeah.
0: I, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, first time I watched that thing, and that I, thing I, is I, yeah. such a beautiful episode. I'm going to talk about that again. It <laughs> is not my most surprising, uh, <laughs> My my biggest surprise was a world of his own, the last episode we just did. I didn't know anything about it.
2: Okay, that was your first watching, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh just seeing how far Matheson took that episode into just meta territory. Yes. Was it, it really surprising for this era. Like I had I've never seen anything from this time that had been that clever, you know, on on that type of uh idea.
2: To to, mean, to not just break down the fourth wall, but yeah. smash it. Because yeah. I
0: mean, he breaks down the fourth wall. What was the, uh, um, the one with the actor, who he doesn't think he's an actor. Um,
2: a, a world of his, a world of difference. A world of
0: difference. Yeah. yeah. I, how could I not remember that? Uh, um, which is also Matheson. So that's true. Yeah. It, at least based on the Matheson story, I think uh, Sterling did the teleplay for how, that. How one.
2: crazy would have been if that episode would have ended with the character flying off in a plane? And then you see the guy reading about a guy taking off in a plane into his dictaphone, and then turns off the dictaphone. You're like, "Oh, who told that story? That'd be that'd be an amazing two parter."
0: Yeah, those are both the teleplays actually written by Matheson. Both of those. So it's interesting. You know, like World of Difference was kind of like he had this idea. You know, it, it was it was fun, and then he just took it and went insane with it yeah. <laughs> in the final episode. And uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised on how far that episode actually went.
2: That and like Edwin was having a lot of fun in there, you could tell, and just like everybody that was involved, for, uh, like not Edwin, uh, Ken Keenan, Wynn, Keenan, Wynn, Edwin's yeah. the father, sorry, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, like why would I get those two mixed up, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, and and I was worried that, like, uh, I was worried about like talking about that one because we just talked about it, but it was a really good episode. I remember seeing it before, and I'm glad that you were surprised by it, but yeah, Elegy was still for me, and we watched that again last night.
0: And yeah, I actually rewatched that too.
1: Yeah. I, I, had,
0: I had a few episodes, um, that I was kind of debating whether or not I would put them on my top five for the season. And I wanted to go back and just solidify my list. So I, I
2: went through like four or five episodes, yeah which is nice because you don't have to, that they're not very long. So it doesn't yeah. like you have to spend your entire evening watching the twilight zone or yeah. you could, if you want to. Yeah. Um, so you uh, might be
0: upset with some of the ones I rewatched. I actually no, you text texted you. <laughs> me about one and I
2: thought that was funny. Um, so uh, for, for me, biggest disappointment, I just I threw this in here and it's it, it, for me, it's nightmares a child because, again, hmm. I, you had a creepy kid, you had like a questionable history, you had a, a creepy killer guy. There was all there's a lot of good a lot of good material there. And it just the episode just felt like a slog and it just it was just boring. And even though a little girl did her best, because you know, kid acting is very hit or miss back then. Yeah. She had a good look. But it's just I just I felt like that could have been like there's the, the setup is like really really good twilight zone and just i just felt like everything about it just wasn't so that's probably one of my more frustrating viewing experiences was like i didn't like this at all and i remember like usually i if it's an episode that i'm i like i'm excited to go back to it a second time when i go and capture the audio this one was like i don't want to do this one i do not want to <laughs> do this one
0: yeah my my biggest disappointment was uh mr denton on doomsday um just because i i think it's no surprise i'm a huge western fan yeah um We've talked about on this show. If you've listened to my other show, uh you've heard me talk about Westerns quite a bit. And uh even if you listen to Paul's uh invasion of the podcast.
2: I've challenged uh, myself this year to be the year of the western (laughs) and I've not watched any of the thirty that Kevin has given me, and it's June. So it's gonna be the half year of the Western, I hope.
0: (laughs) It's all right. It can be the next ten years of Westerns. That's fine. Uh, but I'm a huge Western fan and I was kind of excited to see that. We we're getting into uh, Western territory on the Twilight Zone, and I had never seen it. And uh, what I got was not what I wanted. It was not what I need.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so what about what about execution? Where you had now that one, um,
0: that's one of those ones I think is fairly middle of the road. The Western part of it, I like definitely more than Denton on Doomsday. Like I, I like the hanging tree that they had and everything. Like I, it, it captured the atmosphere of those kind of staged. Uh, Westerns from that era, mm-hmm. and
2: I was fine with that. Um, I mean, this is the main character. I can't remember his name now, or the actor. And I feel yeah, bad for yeah. that. I thought he did a really good job of being that. Just that, like, even though he wasn't necessarily smart, he was aware, and Yeah. I liked.
0: Well, he was a great. He played being out of time really well. Yeah, and he stayed true to how an outlaw from that era, well, <laughs> yeah. would actually act. I mean, how a movie. Western outlaw would actually act if you threw him in uh, modern times. So. Yeah.
2: So it's uh, that's not a perfect episode, uh, but I liked him in it, and I figured that that's the other thing we got closer to. Well, I mean, because there really wasn't a lot of historical pieces in this season. I know they do other things later, mm-hmm. and they kind of go all over the place, which is great. Um, other than like "Long Live Walter Jameson," which they hinted at, but they didn't really go to. So execution, yeah. And physics, they mentioned yeah.
0: like World War One and World War Two
2: occasionally. Yeah, I guess that's true. So. But I feel like that was more modern history than like yeah, the West. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to mention execution for one of my my honorable mentions because of him, and also with the 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 current day crook getting stuck in the, the in the the time diamond or whatever it was. The the uh, ends up back in time, hung, and the noose. I loved that. I, it's, it it yeah. didn't make any sense, but I loved it.
0: Yeah. Um, my other two honorable mentions are, uh, mirror image, <laughs> which I rewatched last night. And, uh,
2: Oh, I almost put that in my bottom five, but I know that you'd been angry. But, oh,
0: yeah. I, I absolutely love it. I rewatched it last night and I had so much fun with it again. Oh, I, I watched,
2: I watched the end of it again last night. Just, I was, it's made me angry. It's so fantastic. <laughs> I,
0: everything about that episode, I absolutely adore, um, yeah, you know the effects. Whatever, i <laughs> we've said our piece with it. But
2: okay, okay. Now that we've we've watched the season, and I'll, and I'll say this right now, and I made the comment at the time: if you knew you're going to have a doppelganger running away from you, why couldn't you use twins? And you're like, and then they well, used it. And, 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 but <laughs> then, then a um, passage for trumpet, they used twins, and I'm like you guys knew you could do this, right? Like there was, this was like, you know, so it just, it frustrated me that they ended up using that exact idea later in a different episode, yeah, but they but, decided to do this weird process shot.
0: But that actor's evil doppelganger smile. Yeah. It, it's amazing. good. It's
2: really good. But his like, he almost has like a Chris Such Catan type running, like, you know, like mango running away from like, yeah, certain- there's just,
0: uh, there's something off putting it that I like about that though. Yeah. The whole I, episode just uh, hits me. I, I, I love. Uh, I forget the actress's name in that episode. I wish I would have written down more act- <laughs> actors' names. Um,
2: not not Kim Novak. I remember that because she was yeah. uh, was going to be in Vertigo. Uh, she, I that that image of her looking from the bathroom mirror at herself is still really a really creepy, amazing image. I'll give you that. And, yeah.
0: Well, her performance in that, I, I yeah. was a huge fan of her. You know, other than the calling the cops that have her taken away and being <laughs> put into the <laughs> mental asylum. No assault. question. No yeah. question. Yeah. That, that was the only part that was kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, you know, they had to get to that point. They had to get there somehow. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I guess that's true.
0: And then my other honor- honorable mention was uh, Long Live Walter Jameson. I really enjoyed that episode. That was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one I went back and rewatched too, just because it. That's one that just keeps sticking out in my head when I think of the whole season.
2: Yeah, I mean, and also like I I I made up my own little category here of best effect, and I'll and I that's the I think the top one is that that, that by at the far. very end that transition of like just that real quick, even though you know it was red light to green light, but in the black and white you can't tell. You just see like the wrinkles start to form on his face, just like for like a second, and it's like it's amazing, you know, and it's yeah. a really good transition, and like I liked.
0: The, the fact that they got kevin mccarthy too yes uh now going back i don't i don't know what he was in up until then but you know he was in some real famous sci-fi films um you know going back and watching it now and having that connotation in your head it, you enjoy that episode a lot more just like oh he was in body snatchers you know yeah. like it's
2: and i also like that 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 episode swerved in the sense of like the, the, the father you know figured out that you know Walter Jameson was immortal pretty mm-hmm. much um you know there were some rules applied to sorry some strings attached to that but whatever yeah. um but I also liked that when he called him out on it he's like yeah but it doesn't matter like it, like it was kind of like this whole like he just I liked that it was just kind of like it's a matter of fact once the father figured it out he's like what are you gonna do I'm, I'm gonna marry your daughter there's nothing she's not gonna believe you and it was like that was such a forward thought with that story and I dug that. Yeah. You know, like so it surprised me how very um non confrontational it ended up actually being, you know. Yeah. Like I well, dug I, that.
0: I think part of that is Kevin McCarthy too, because he's got kind of a stoic presence to him. Yeah. So a very matter of fact about his deliveries and everything. So I, I think that kind of plays into it, which uh, he was he was close to being one of my favorite performances of yeah. the season. Uh, that whole episode, you just feel for him. I I think he has such a sympathetic uh, role in that episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it was, like he's kind of a he's kind of a shithead, but he, <laughs> there's something sympathetic about it. I mean, I also like that. I like, guess like, after living that long, you just sort of become bitter, you know. And,
2: and even though the father was, like he just assumed that because he was immortal, that he was also kind of like omnipotent, and he was just like, I'm just a guy that's lived a long time, yeah. And that was a good way of just eliminating like the the god complex. Like it was just like I don't know. I, I talked to um, an alchemist, and now I'm here, you know, like. I got some gun fixer and I'm good. You know? Um, so yeah, like, and then one, one last honorable mention, I want to say third from the sun oh, just yeah. because yeah. the, 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 their attempt at world building of creating a different world was amazing. I love the camera angles. I loved, um, the actor, I forget his name now, but his character was Sturka. William Sturka. I loved his, his role. I loved the antagonist guy. The one that was like creeping on him the entire time. Like (laughs) I forget him too. I always want to say he's the warden from Shawshank and I know that's not right, but I loved how he was walking out on the card game and was just like, he knew what was going on the entire time. And it was, it was a, it was a fun, it was a really tense episode up until the end when they just knocked all the people out with simple kicks to punches to the head, Yeah, but whatever. I I loved a lot of the ideas in that and what they were trying to do.
0: Yeah. Um, you talking about camera angles and stuff I'll, I'll tack one more on here <laughs> and then we should probably get to we we'll have a one
2: through 36 right <laughs> yeah uh
0: perchance a dream
2: oh yeah, uh, yeah visually yeah, yeah.
0: that one uh I'll never forget some of those visuals in that episode especially going into the fun house and on the roller coaster and everything like so so impressive yeah and it, that was it, uh that was Charles Beaumont
2: as well yeah, that was his story, yeah. and then, that, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think he actually wrote the teleplay. I think, oh. I think that was the first uh, teleplay in the series. That was not uh, written That by was Sterling. not yeah. Serling.
2: So. Um, and the, that wasn't the name of my list, but that's a good, it's a fun episode. Just, 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 just visually,
0: you know, the storyline's kind of it's kind of it's, weak. It's, it's batshit crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine.
2: <laughs> no, but visually, you're right. It was it was good. Yeah. Um, so then uh, other, just real quick, other effects like the the I was wanted to mention him. Real like, long live Walter Walter Jameson. World of his own. Whenever they do that pull away, when he first sits down at his desk and tries to answer his phone, it's not working, mm-hmm. and he stands up, and that wall has been removed, and there and now he's on the movie set. Like, that's such a cool shot. And then, again, reading about it in in hindsight, they had to find a way to do it silently. And they figured it out. And I thought that was amazing.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I just looked down and saw another episode that I was thinking (laughs) for. uh... Yeah, and it's gone.
2: Well, and I was going to mention Passage for Trump, but with the twin with the twin mirror thing, that was cool, too. Um, but uh, it just, there, and that worst effect, you're going to mirror image. <laughs> i just throw that out there. I hate I knew, that ending. I knew you were going and, and to did the same there. shot, the same effect shot in Mr. Beavis, whenever the angel walks through the door and Beavis walks into the door and I was swearing at the screen last night as I was watching it happen. <laughs> so, uh, there was, there's a lot of cool stuff in the series and then some not so cool stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah um okay so
2: what about the special effect of no one wearing pants on um people are all, like all over when they got to the martians and none of them were wearing pants <laughs> like they were all wearing summer wear like that was a nice effect was, not really
0: <laughs> it works <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> all right um do you want to do your top five or you want to do uh favorite performance favorite performance okay um so right.
2: um i have three i just couldn't really pick which one yeah. Um, so I'll just go through what I have here. Sure. Uh Catawalder, um, from oh sorry, Cadwallader, that's how you say that guy's name from the Escape Clause, uh, Thomas Gomez. Oh, you I, love that guy. I I, I thought he was I great. Remember that. And I just he was just he was just very like what you think of as the, the devil that gives you the deal. Like he's like, sure, sure, whatever you want. I loved <laughs> and he knew he knew what the role was and just nailed it. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Um my my favorite it's uh it's it's probably easy to figure out burgess meredith as uh henry bemis in time enough at last i i i by far i think that's the best performance in this season yeah i just everything about him is just so relatable it is uh again sympathetic you feel for him every step of the way um I, he just—he totally embodies that role when you watch him. Yeah, you know, you absolutely. don't think Burgess Meredith. It's just like he's Henry Vemis. Yeah, and I, I think that's all you can ask for in an actor.
2: Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I like that you go for the sympathetic people. I I also picked Mister Pip, which was Sebastian <laughs> Cabot from uh, a, a nice place to visit. Yeah, he's basically Cadwallader, but all in white. And I just loved—I loved him. He wasn't. As like vindictively, like, you know, oh, like this is what's going on. It was more like, oh, I'm super helpful because I know it's going to eventually dawn on you that you're not where you're supposed to, where you think you are. And then I'm going to laugh in your face. (laughs) And I loved his energy. I loved, I loved his, his whole bit in that episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another one, one for the angels with uh, Edwin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a great performance we saw so early on, and I don't think I appreciated how good Edwin was in that role yeah. until looking back on the season again. I was like, man, he was fantastic in that. He was really good. Again, another sympathetic character, I, well, apparently.
2: I, I liked Mr. Death in that, too. Like, remember uh, at the end of the episode, whenever he, like uh, Edwin's giving the, the, the pitch, the one for the Angels, and he's selling ties, and Mr. Death's just sitting there sweating, just being like, I got to get it all. And, like, he was just really into it. <laughs> I, forgot. <laughs> I really liked that a lot, how he kind of was like, oh, I'm in now. Like, I loved that. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I had for my favorite performances, and this is not going to surprise you whatsoever, is Professor A. Damon, uh, John oh, yeah. McIntyre from The Chaser. <laughs> I just – but you see all three of them I picked are characters that know exactly what's going on in the story, and they're basically telling the the main character, like – is this what you want? Sure, I could do it for you. Yeah, but I love that kind of like they know. And even McIntyre actually had a little bit more of a tragic story of him being like, "Oh, I knew that the love potion would work."
0: Yeah, because uh, it sorry. happened to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. but I, I loved all three it. of these guys. I did like. They that's did. funny. We kind of we
0: kind of have our characters that we're drawn towards. Yeah, which is it's funny because I
2: I feel like I'm not a villain. I, I feel like I'm more of like I'm more of like the, I would relate to the sympathetic, <laughs> but I'm also like I kind of like these assholes. I like these three. I thought they were great. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. They definitely were.
0: And those that's why when I was saying the tongue in cheek and just kind of the quirky performances, mm-hmm. that's what I think worked in this season. Again, it, it none of that was in any of my favorite episodes, but some of the higher middle ground episodes, like that was the type of comedy that worked in this season was just that quirkiness. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't even call it comedy cause it's not even comedy, but I just, I, I, I do really appreciate all of those performances. Well,
2: and they, they they had snappy dialogue, and they knew. Yeah, yeah. They, they and it wasn't just like it wasn't like screwball, like yeah. weren't world comedy. You know, like uh, like the Mighty Casey, where it's like you hear the baseball hit the guy's head, and you hear like the clunk, and just like you know, and it's just. Ugh, You know, like of all the things that, that certainly was fighting against, um, and wanted to avoid, he dove head first into that yeah. with mighty Casey and, and, it was terrible. and Mr. Beavis and Mr. Yeah. Mr. Beavis. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's who I had for my, my favorite performances.
0: That's fun. All right. So I guess we'll do the same thing for our top five here. Okay. So right. yeah. Yeah. Go for
2: it. Um, I, am going to put at five. Uh, where is everybody? I think awesome. that the more I think about that episode, I think it works better now than it did then. Mm-hmm. Cause I also think, and also reading about it too, again, I'm guilty of all this reading now about it. Um, people were kind of frustrated that there wasn't a more fantastic ending to that episode. And I think it's a great ending to that episode because yeah. it's like, it gives you all the elements that things aren't adding up. And then it's like, Oh, he had a mental break. And yeah. then it's like, I can relate to that a lot more now. And I feel like, This episode, if they would have touched it up and remade it as a Black Mirror episode now, I wouldn't think twice about it, you know, in terms of like, oh, wow, that is messed up, you know, and and so I know it's right out of the gate, but that's like I dug it like it's that's one of my favorites because I don't think I I don't think I'd seen it before. I think it was my first time watching it when we watched it uh, for the show.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great episode. I, I love those real cynical endings like that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've mentioned it many times on creepy, the
2: show. His creepy love affair with the moon too. He's like, I'll get up there to you soon. It's yeah. Like, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, my number five is Elegy. Okay. Yeah i yeah. I love Elegy. I I think it's such a beautiful episode. It's it's poetic in title and in uh, <laughs> and in story. Um, it is really creepy when you get to that end twist. Yeah. and you really start thinking about it. It's it's something that just it, it it haunts me. It's a haunting episode.
2: Um, I'll put that at my four, and the reason, like, because it's it's in my top five, just because I was surprised by the middle section again and i yeah. and I, I don't want to say like like i was just like, just watch that middle bit it's the greatest part of the episode but it really is like uh when the three astronauts go off to the different vignettes mm-hmm. and how the camera moves and you have like the card game in the diner which that doesn't even make sense that's kind of stupid yeah, but whatever what I mean. but then you have the couple forever dancing with the band playing on and then you have the beauty pageant that's just it and like even the mayor winning and everything it's like it's very it's, it's very haunting in the sense of just like this is supposed to be forever for them and they know where they're at, but they're not aware of it. And it's something about yeah. that even makes it sadder. Well, I I love I think a theme that uh,
0: Serling uh, dealt with a lot in this and I know he didn't uh, he didn't write this episode, but it's a uh, or it, no, he didn't write that. It's, no, this, it was Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a theme he deals with in this season quite well is uh, a sense of your individuality you know and your uh, who you are as a person and i i love the episodes that cover that and maybe that's why i love mirror image a lot as Mm -hmm. well but elegy just like this is who i want to be and, you know, that's,
2: that's, even what I if wanna, I never was that yeah, person, this even is if what I was, this yeah. is who
0: I want to be. This is who I think I am inside, you know, and it's just that sense of image and everything is just so interesting to me. And I, I think it's in this first season, my favorite theme that was used throughout yeah. multiple episodes, which is that self identity.
2: See, and you like it for that reason, and I think I just like it for the camera shots of like the sweet oh, no, that's paint, uh, sweeping that's also why just, it
0: made my top five because I, I mean, this is top notch.
2: Because when I think back to the, the couple in the hotel room and then also the beauty pageant, I don't think of the music, which I mean, the music was good in the episode except for when Wickwire was on the screen, but whatever, just like that oh, weird noise, yeah. I just hated that so yeah, much. It's okay, um, yeah, it's, no, it's terrible. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I, I almost I Almost, you know how like you see on YouTube people put up like, like, uh, smash cuts of like different things with like a music bed, yeah. Like, like, I listen to a lot of electronics, so there's always like 80s action movies that they put this music over. I'd love to see someone do like a smash up of that with this, just a, some, some kind of music that's related. Um, and I think there would be something really amazing there with just some of those panning shots and just like this, everybody standing perfectly still it just there's there's a lot there to unpack and i I loved i love the look of it like i said it took a second time to watch it but you know my my view of it changed completely so that's why it's going to be in my top five for the, the the season
0: yeah well i remember as we were doing the episode you were uh you were kind of coming around to it as yeah. we were talking about it and yeah that, that was a really fun conversation um all right my number four is the hitchhiker yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a good one great episode yeah think it's creepy again uh uh, what's uh, inger 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 stevens Stevens. yeah great performance probably my favorite uh female performance of the season
2: yeah and also like the saddest like life story you know and yeah that may have
0: played uh, into it too (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes i can't separate those (laughs) things and I was going into that story uh, about no, her just, I mean, short life and everything and all the problems she had. <laughs> it kind of seeps into my memory of that episode now.
2: <laughs> no, it's a good episode. Um, and also, like, she's just so pretty. I know that shouldn't be the reason to remember an episode, but her eyes are striking. And, yeah. And the fact that she has to do so much work of just her driving and looking in a mirror and, and they have the monologue going and just, like, it's... It, it's it's one of those ones that again people are just like if you've not seen the twilight zone watch that episode and yeah i would completely agree with that
0: and it, some of these are my childhood favorites too and they've kind of still stuck with me so they were ones that i was excited to get into as before we did the show and they're <laughs> still my favorites but uh something like elegy i'd never seen before yeah um all right what's your number three
2: um i will put um i'll put the lonely in there. Oh, nice. uh, this yeah. is the only one in here. Well, actually that's not true. There's another one in here too. That it's like I'd seen previously, but this one, like I explained in the episode, I had, um, it helped me, uh, do a project I was working on and that kind of gave me the inspiration to, to do what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something so simple, I, it, that was the, the, the episode that made me realize how, how <laughs> amazingly tough it is to tell a complete story with a character arc in like 24 minutes and make people give a damn yeah and how I mean, there's so many there's so much media out there now where people are like oh that's easy it's like well then you write a 24 minute story that has a beginning middle and end that builds a world that sets up a scenario and then we're out you tell you do that you do that you know and it's hard yeah with, like, with
0: subtext
2: too you yeah. know
0: with like some of these episodes have massive amounts of uh subtext to them which is insane yeah. yeah, for this for this time,
2: and and just the heartache of um of Corey, you know where he you know was. <laughs> condemned to have his uh, checkers and chill there at his, little, his little shack and <laughs> i'm then... so glad he went back to some of these episodes i forgot about all of these jokes um Jesus. and just with her even though um what was her name alicia like even though she wasn't the strongest character that was kind of the point because you didn't really know if she had her own personality but you kn- but it uh, woke something up in him to where he started caring again and he didn't feel so alone so then whenever um the, the the space ranger guy just comes out, I was like, We gotta go, and just shoots her straight in the face and drops her. It's still very sudden and stark and crazy. Yeah. And it's like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, in, in any in, in situation they set up where they go like, take 15 pounds, well, you know, she's more than that, and we gotta go. You know, it's like, it was very, I just, I love that episode.
0: Yeah. Fantastic one. Um, my number three. Again, at these top three, I, I feel like I went so standard with them. But uh, uh, three was the after hours. Yeah. I just Some of the special effects work in that episode. Um, I didn't want to bring it up when you we were talking about the special effects because I want to save talking about it again. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, that whole thing is incredibly creepy. Um, uh, the special effects with just the mannequins looking like the actors and everything mm-hmm. just Really incredible work.
2: Well, and just that, that that last tracking shot of where oh, she yeah. finally realizes what's going on, and then as they're walking from from right to left across that empty showroom, and then they're all animating. Yeah, that's still a really good shot. Yeah, just yeah.
0: following her across. Yeah, yeah. again, I'm a very visual person with uh my media, and I will forgive a lot of stuff if it's a pretty picture. <laughs> and. uh <laughs> No, it's a good and maybe, episode. Uh, maybe yeah. that has to do with uh, mirror image too, because I love the way the bus station is shot and everything. Yeah. So maybe that's uh, some of that working in there. But uh, after hours, it just—I I think it's a really solid teleplay. Um, whether or not it was original or not, we'll never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a solid story. Uh, really solid visually. I just—I uh, absolutely love it. And it's one that I grew up loving, and it still holds. True today, like when I watch it, 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 nothing feels dated about it. It's still scary, and uh, you gotta commend it for that.
2: Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a really good episode, and and uh, it was a good talk. And and thanks uh, to to Tom from uh, Film for Thought to be on that episode. If you guys haven't heard it, listen to that one. It was a good talk. Yeah, it was a great Um, great time. And so uh, then my my number two then I'm gonna put here would be World of His Own because I just uh, I'm a sucker for. That kind of like it's just it had a punchline and then it had another punchline. I don't know what yeah. it was. It's like I love that the kind Sirling of Serling punchline uh, was incredible, but and it's like it's another one of those episodes where it really just takes place in one room and there's and it's really good interplay between Keenan Wynn and and um Victoria is the wife's name, but I forget yeah. the actress's name, yeah. And that and that they have their own dynamic and it's very it's not sitcom but it's kind of kind of you know, uh, you know, kind of funny. On purpose. But then there's that real moment of just like when she takes the film or the tape and throws it in the fire and it just dawns on her like I've just killed myself or I've unmade myself. And that's when like it's just it's amazing where I just love that whole I, I just I don't know. I love every reveal in that episode. That I mean,
0: last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Um all right. My number two, uh I, I think I said it before we talked about the episode, oh my god, <laughs> I think I said it before we talked about the episode, um, that it was my favorite going into the season, and it still is uh, up there. Okay. It's, it's not my number one of the season, but The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street Yeah, is, that's a really good one. I. It was always my favorite growing up. Uh, I appreciate it on a whole new level now. I think it's a, it's a story that I think is more important now than it was back then. Yeah. You know, we, we live in, uh, again, I feel like I'm recapping some of the stuff we talked on the episode about, but <laughs> we be, live in a time. Hard not to, right? Like, yeah. We live in a time, you know, everyone's on different sides of opinions and, you know, and we kind of forget how to just be decent human beings. And this episode is a reminder about that. And it, you know, that's that's always something that can hold true, but I feel like right now with this climate, the political climate <laughs> and social media and everything.
2: And since we recorded that episode, I feel like it's gotten worse. And yes, it's like it's, it's it left, definitely yeah. has.
0: <laughs> and uh, I rewatched that episode last night, and I, it's, it's just so scary watching how quick that town turns into just mob mentality. <laughs> yeah, I, like the beginning it's,
2: where it's like, Everybody starts rushing. He's like, "We don't need to be a mob," and then they just all slow down. But they all keep walking like a mob. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. No, um, I
0: I love it. I love how fast people are turning on each other later in the episode. You know, and uh, the effects with all the lights flashing on mm-hmm. and off is simple, and the but super effective. Yeah, all of it is super <laughs> it, effective. It is. Um, the twist at the end. I'm I'm not, you know. I liked it as a as a kid but going back and watching it i'm not a huge fan yeah but the rest of the episode is just so good that i'll overlook that last 30 seconds of the episode
2: and, and now that's how we know about night milk like yeah we have, we have yeah we
0: have night milk forever now
2: for when you go sky looking you drink night milk that's I've, been, like, I've
0: been cutting dairy out so <laughs> i've been uh oh no
2: i've been drinking uh night, night almond milk <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, that's funny So uh, i was talking about uh i really want to get a uh, telescope. <laughs> so I might be uh, sitting in the backyard with my night almond milk and nice. my telescope soon. <laughs> I, like it.
2: I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so, my number right. one. So the, yeah, right. I don't have this, this shouldn't surprise rod. you whatsoever. Just because I've been gushing about this episode, it's The Chaser. Like, I loved this episode because one, I'd never seen it before. And I think that's, that's probably the reason ask. why. I couldn't remember if you yeah, had seen it before. I had no expectations. And this thing knocked me on my, knocked me on my ass because I loved how like up-tempo it was from the get-go and not that not that i needed an episode to be super energetic to hold my attention but like every bit of dialogue like when i was trying to clip audio for the episodes i wanted to record everything because everything everything still works you know and like his creepy obsession with with leela when he's trying to call her like as 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 wrong as it kind of is because we know he's like roofing her and like you know that's all bad um but then it's like her going from being like cold hearted to being so obsessive and how she plays that really well. Like, you know, sorry for interrupting you. I'm sorry for saying, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Like, I still love that. And then professor Damon and the walking into his place where you open a door and an empty field of black with a door in the distance. And then you get into that super tall library with all the books and everything. That was such a great set. And the jazz just playing. It was just a, everything about it. And then like, there was a little joke at the end, but it just, it, I, it, it, maybe it's not iconic Twilight Zone because no one talks about it. I'd never heard anybody ever actually rep- reference this episode, but it just felt like it was a complete product from the very beginning to end. And it was entertaining and funny. And it still had the be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And it, and it had the character offering you the devil's deal. I don't know why people don't talk about this one more. I really liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I can't argue with that at all. It is a super solid episode. I think the stuff in the library is what really elevates that episode. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff The stuff between him and Leela, it's... Uh,
2: well, whenever he's re- reading the paper at the chapter break... And then, like, because the, the, the camera's right in front of the paper. Yeah. And then he just lowers it. And she's just right at <laughs> his, his feet. It's a really fun visual. She's just, yeah, like, smiling I think, at him. I
0: think post uh, the potion, um, I think the episode gets a little bit more interesting in the apartment setting. Uh, but, God, yeah, that library that they built for that episode is so cool. It's just so...
2: It, yeah. It's so otherworldly. You know, with all the books being backlit, you don't think about that. And yeah. I, loved, I loved it, yeah, too, the in <laughs> the middle part of the episode where the guy goes back... Cause the love potions working too well. And he goes, talk to professor Damon and like, he's like, Oh, you're back. He's like, yeah. He's like, did you want the, the glove fixer or whatever? He's like, no, or the glove potion. He's like, no, I'm good. Things are good. And he just sits down on the stack of books. He's like, so, that problem with China, huh? Like he's just trying to create like some kind of other dialogue. It just I don't know. A lot of the a lot of the the dialogue and beats feel very modern, and I yeah, and, it, I, and I, I just the it. fact
0: that the reversal potion is called a glove cleaner. Yeah, is, that, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. creepy. I I don't know what it is about it, but it just
2: yeah, and even like the little like cigar smoke heart at the end. It was just it was very winky and I get it, but it's like the fact yeah. that Damon was like on the porch or like the the landing, like, oh look, this is what happened. It's like it it was very I just, I don't know. I, 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 this is what I will go back to watch probably over and over again if I go through like uh, a Twilight Zone binge because I just enjoyed, I just enjoyed it all. So I love your list. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, okay. I feel like mine was so standard. Well, but. That, that was my, that was going to tell you before we started recording. It's like, you know, if I go to somebody and say, hey, do, do you like Led Zeppelin? They'd be like, yeah. It's like, Great, so you know "Stairway to Heaven," but here's like seven other songs you've never heard. Like, yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. And yeah, being and like, that's why I want yeah. to mention
0: my honorable mention because yeah. I mean, there are ones that I love, but uh, my favorite episode for the season was "Time Enough at Last." Yeah. I, I think it's it's that popular for a reason. Absolutely, I just the production values on it. All the obviously the performance. I so said it was my favorite performance of the season. Um, I just. Uh, I, I love it. I connected on it at such a different level this time going back and rewatching it than I ever had as a child watching mm-hmm. it. You know, and I, I talk. I've talked when uh, we had El Goro on, where you know I, I'm I'm kind of an introvert. I hate that word, but like. <laughs> I just want to be left alone a lot of the times. <laughs> I want to be left alone to my own devices. Yeah, and uh, I'm not a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I I don't like small talk. You know, when I'm at work, I put headphones on. You know, I try like I'm polite with people. I'm not going to be like, don't talk to me. You know, <laughs> but like a lot of times, like I go on break and people want to go to lunch, and I'm like i'm gonna go in my car and read you know i'm gonna go read this comic i'm gonna go read this book i'm gonna go listen to podcasts i'm gonna go listen to audiobook in my car and i will eat my lunch alone and i love it you know (laughs) and henry bemis was that character you know to an extreme obviously like i i i cherish my friendships i do love having a social life to an extent you know but uh There are certain times you just want to be left alone, and I I, that concept in that episode is so appealing to me. And then again, the sympathetic character of just what finally ends up happening to to him is just so heartbreaking. It is. It's very cruel, and it's just thinking about it. Just everything in my body just sinks thinking about it. And uh, you know, you talk about Zeppelin, you know, "Stairway to Heaven," everything, and you know, there's a reason that. That song is popular, to an extent. You know? uh, uh, yeah, I'm not a big Led Zeppelin fan, so the <laughs> wait, <laughs>
2: you, you're not a Beatles fan and you're not a big Zeppelin fan. That's like I just, I whatever. That's another conversation for another day. But, um, but you know their music though, yes. you know. And it's like yeah. so. I, I guess when I was trying to put together my top five, even though, um, I, it was just more of like. The, not the, the episode you picked like it, it's weird if i if i had to put together like a top twilight zone list this wouldn't necessarily be the same list yeah but like these are my my favorites other than like i said world of his own and the lonely i'd seen before but the other ones i hadn't so it's like i want to just I, I i just wanted to tell the world like look at these two and just yeah like, and I, I had something about that like so i'll, I'll champion them you know yeah
0: so well if you don't like my list, go check out 16mm Shrine Mirror Image. <laughs> and Elegy. You yeah. know, those those were ones I had never seen before um, that really struck me. But um, it, it, those four are really famous. you know: Hitchhiker, After Hours, Monsters Are Due, and uh, Time Enough At Last. Like They're really famous episodes, but I think they deserve the praise they get. Absolutely. I think it's yeah. one of those cases where... These are the most famous episodes for a reason. I think the production value is just that good on them. Um, I think Serling was just firing at all cylinders on those episodes. Um, those are the ones that I feel like are Twilight Zone in my head yeah. when I think of the season. So it's it's hard for me to not put those on there because I kept wrestling with the idea of like, well, what if I'd leave hitchhiker off, you know, throw a 60 millimeter shrine at number five, move LG up. I was like, but the hitchhiker is like, that's one of the episodes that when I thought about doing the show with you, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to the hitchhiker, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then when we watched it and it was still a great episode, it was that much more rewarding. That was like, oh, this is great. You know? (laughs) So I, I, well, I just and think also it's one of those
2: instances. I just felt like if I did like you know if I went and picked like the best five of the season, I feel like your our list would be very yeah. similar. so you know? I, I so am like, I am happy you did yeah. that,
0: and it made for an interesting conversation. Yeah, to so, talk about something that I probably wouldn't have brought up otherwise.
2: Yeah, no, just uh, yeah, and, and we got four more seasons to get through. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming up because I know what there's a there's a Shatner episode coming up in the very beginning of season two. It's the one with uh, <laughs> yeah. the fortune telling machine oh, at, the, at yeah. the, the, the whatever it is like the the devil head. Yeah, I forget the name of the episode, but we're getting to that one soon. So there's going to be some good stuff coming. Um, but yeah, just overall, this 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 was just more of a surprise for the season of all the things I didn't know, all the episodes I hadn't seen, and just digging in and doing the research has been awesome like i just yeah I, it's, it's been yeah. rewarding yeah. i
0: honestly th- there's so much and i feel like i still know nothing
1: like i honestly <laughs> like there's
0: so much to learn yeah about this show and it, you know every time you go back and rewatch an episode um i shouldn't say every episode but certain episodes <laughs> when you go back and rewatch it you have a whole new appreciation for them yeah depending on what time in your life you're watching them you know you watch after hours of the kid and you're like that's creepy you know you watch it as a teenager like yeah that's creepy you know like whatever old and then now going back and watching it later on in life you're like there is so much terrifying psychology in some of this you know (laughs) (laughs) like it's 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 really impressive yeah absolutely and that's that's a sign of great great writing uh Great. I want to say filmmaking, but (laughs) I mean, filmmaking to an extent, like that's a sign of great work is that it can mean different things to you at different points in your life. And uh, it's entertaining on multiple levels yeah intellectually as you know sit down with a bunch of snacks blow through them you know it's fun but if you also want to read books on them yeah (laughs) you know you can do that too and i think i've
2: done more reading for this than i did most of my college classes like honestly
0: (laughs) and that's what's great about there's so much to dig into it's, yeah it's it's awesome i can't wait to continue
2: yeah uh, and, I, and i appreciate you do, doing this because i know i pitched it to you like i think i was like drunk in your backyard but like i'd like to do this and, like you pause you're like that sounds awesome i'm like thank you like yeah. i was so happy because <laughs> if you had said no i've been like all right i guess i'll just go back inside now and just, just you know <laughs> and i won't sky look any longer um so uh <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know what else to say about season one because I feel like we've talked a lot about it. Um, unless you have anything else in your your notes, yeah, I, yeah, I got nothing. Um, you know,
0: you can do a lot worse than even the worst episodes of this season. That's true. You know, yeah. I, I've I've watched a lot of terrible films from this era, and uh, even <laughs> even the mighty Casey. Uh, at least it's 20 minutes. <laughs>
2: oh, th- th- that's true. There's there's a letter I'll have to show you. It's in, it's in that book, and I keep going back to it, where one of these like science fiction writers of the day wrote Sterling and basically said, if you don't know who I am, then you have no business being doing this show. And I forget the name of the writer. Um, and this guy went through and basically wrote this diatribe to him saying, if you're going to do this, you need to avoid the fallacy of ray guns. And he went to this whole description about how all yeah, science fiction. I think fiction. He brought this up, yeah. Uh, and it was like this whole thing of like, you need to take this seriously, and, and and there's good stories to be had here. And the example the guy gives to him in the letter, it's amazing. He's like, oh, he's like, um, I forget the name the, the author now, but uh, the the um, who goes there and the thing from another world. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, if you watch that movie, he's like, the first half of it is terrifying. Then they show you the monster that does not that does not match the story at all. And he puts <laughs> in parentheses. He's like, someone one day is going to make a better version of that. And it's like he calls his shot 30 plus years before, before John Carpenter got it's to bizarre, it. That's... Like an oddly specific example of like someone's gonna do this story better. But he's giving an example of a good story that didn't translate that they didn't do well. Yeah. And it's just interesting. Like all the all the support and apprehension that was being mailed to Sterling about this, because everyone's like, this is a great idea. Don't screw it up. Like it was like yeah. it was just it was unreal. <laughs> um the entire
0: sci-fi community is just riding on his back, like, do not ruin this Pretty for much. us this is our chance to hit the mainstream yeah like bradbury you know, told like him because
2: they tried he tried they, doing a show a couple they years were stuck that. in
0: like the boys journals you know of like sci-fi magazines and everything and this was like the chance at mainstream you know
2: well the sponsors in the the, the tv studios thought that um that this stuff was too high-minded and the average viewer wouldn't get it yeah, and it's like that's just amazing to me. I mean, that they didn't want quality because they were afraid that they would lose viewers. Well, you look at what was
0: on TV at the time. Yeah. Like this is so drastically uh, elevated from that stuff. Yeah, uh, so
2: so I I can definitely see where they're coming from with that at the time. Yeah, so I can't wait to get to the second season because I know even though the budgets are reduced, I I, I think the the, the quality goes up somehow because I'm sure they got in their groove and there's some good stuff coming. Yeah, well, uh,
0: you know, yeah. uh, uh, what what was the one uh, with the pilot? Last Flight. Yeah. We talked extensively about that episode and how it pretty much took place in one room other than, like, the airstrip stuff, yeah. you know, but, like, 20 minutes out of the 24 minutes or whatever, yeah, how it was long it the, is, yeah, it was, the one, was room. one room with three actors. Yeah. And, and that- how like how great was that episode <laughs> it was good So i mean you can put no budget in you know it, the writing is so strong on 75 percent of the stuff that you don't even need a production value that's true you know, yeah. you know it helps and obviously time enough at last with the giant set pieces and everything coupled up with the great writing it it creates a wonderful product but you don't you nec- you don't necessarily need it that's no. what
2: i'm trying to say no that's true you're right so i, I look so. forward to season 2 yeah. um we um, we do uh, to to put a, to kind of wrap this up and and moving forward, um, we do we do have, uh, have some feedback from from a listener, so we'll get to that yeah. in a second. Yeah. Did we did we did not decide what we're doing next though? For no, I've between... been panicking about <laughs> it the entire time we've been doing this episode. <laughs> I mean, do we just want to just, just go ahead and decide like in terms of like because you had pitched to me because I put like um oh you're you're surprised by this pen that you yeah. just pressed the button of and It made this noise. That's a, that's a Sonic uh, pen from oh, Doctor sonic Who. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why is it making a sci-fi noise? Yeah. All right. uh, anyway. Ray guns. Yeah. Ray, Ray guns. Yeah. The Ray gun <laughs> fallacy. Um, so yeah. Talk about some shitty effects that uh, Doctor Who, anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's, um, let's watch Doctor Who sequentially. There's only like 30 years worth of episodes. Oh. No. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we had ta- We put up on the Facebook page, like asking people for what we should do next, and 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 in our in our um, feedback that we get to there's a suggestion there of something we should do, and I and I like that suggestion, um, but maybe not right now because I feel like I want to get more Twilight Zone under our belt, mm-hmm. um, and we pitched a couple things. One was. Uh, Watching some movies associated with this time frame, which was like Psycho. Yeah. I still want to watch the baby. I want to watch the baby with you. We talked about that film before. Yeah. I would love to sit down and just watch that with you. But then we also mentioned uh, like other anthology series and Black Mirror. Black Mirror seems to be the thing that got traction. Um, I've seen most of Black Mirror. I know you've watched the one. I watched the pilot. Yeah, you watched the pilot. Twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, So did you want to just dive in and you just, I mean, I I don't know what your schedule's like because there's still like there's three seasons of Black Mirror, but there's only like the first two series are like three episodes and the the third season's like six episodes. Yeah. So it's not much. So I don't know your capacity for watching Black Mirror and picking episodes.
0: How do you want to do it? You want to each pick an episode to cover?
2: That's fine. Like, I, yeah, I still have two to go, but there's one or two episodes there that... That's
0: fine, because yeah. even if I don't make it all the way through, I can still pick an episode. You know? Okay, you
2: know what, then? Here, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll pick one from season three, so that way we know for sure that if you don't get through, we'll, we'll have yeah, something I can, to talk about.
0: I can jump into
2: it. Yeah, Um. so I'll pick Santa Juno That's That's the episode I'll pick right now. Um, um, mine to be announced yeah, mine has <laughs> to be announced so we'll, we'll talk about those next we'll announce them when we get there but that's I think it'd be fun after seeing the Masterstroke that is Twilight Zone and then people talking about how Black Mirror is screwing with them now Yeah, I think that will be really really good to dive into what terrifies people now and Black Mirror is all about like modern technology and the fears of that, and yeah. I, and and it's 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 so good. So well, it'll you know. give me a chance to watch a few of them if yeah. I don't
0: make it through all of them, and uh, it'll probably spur me to end up watching <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the entire season. So we'll do that next. Series. Yeah, we'll so, we, um, cool.
2: We'll figure it out. Well, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. Let's just get to our, our feedback, and then we will wrap things up.
1: Hey, strange highways. This is uh, my name is Nick. Uh, Kevin will know me from. His other podcast, uh, Radio Violenta, I kind of jumped from that one to this one because I heard he was on this and talking about Twilight Zone and, um, I always wanted to get into Twilight Zone and I just never did so I thought this was a great jumping off point because I love old, (coughs) older films, um, like one of my favorite films is uh, Psycho in, in that time period. So it's just the subtlety of that movie and just the creepiness of uh, Norman Bates and uh, Anthony Perkins just just off the wall. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I want a jumping point into a Twilight Zone, and I'm the one also, Paul, that posts like pictures and stuff on the the page, uh, the group you guys have. <clears throat> no, but I think this is a great show. It's great for any beginner getting into the Twilight Zone, because you guys are doing a crazy feat. You're going through all of them, and talking about all of them. And, and you know, I know you guys always bring up, like, well, that's all we could kind of talk, but I mean, like you said, they're 25 minutes. They're, you know, they were filmed decades ago, so, like, filming is different than it was now. You know what I mean? It's completely different. It's completely different how we how actors act, and stuff like that. And I think you guys are touching on it perfectly. Like, I, I can understand what you guys mean Whenever you describe an episode Or this or that And you guys always had some I love all the facts Paul and Kevin and You guys have on the episodes And you know A time period Like what happened in this day Kind of thing I've really fallen back On watching the episodes I was going to try to listen And watch an episode Or vice versa You know watch it Then listen to you guys But it's just I, Life got in the way Bought too many more Blu-rays, listened to too many of my other podcasts, you know. And but um, I will get back to it because I I posted way back when I bought that box set of them all. But um, no, you guys do a great job. Um, the one thing, uh, I guess I'll 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 go look at that poll. But the one thing I wanted to add is... I definitely would be cool if you guys could do the Twilight Zone movie. Maybe if not this time, maybe in another season break, because I think that's great. That movie is like so cool because it took. You know, I I don't remember what year it was, maybe 88, I think it came out. Um, but, like, it took what, you know, that was really my introduction into The Twilight Zone. I always knew of the TV show, but, like, I watched that movie, and I was like, oh, I get it. They're short, little shorts, but, like, on, in they pretend pretending to be, like, the episodes. And that first um, opening of The Twilight Zone with Dan Aykroyd, and I can't, it's a character actor, I can't think of his name. Such an awesome scene. Such an awesome, like... Like, jump scare and everything That's so cool Um, two of these directors that I like they, They actually redid that scene Adam Green and Joe Lynch Um, and it was really interesting how they did it Um But no, I think the show's great I love the content, um paul i love all the things you post and like the pictures of it i try to post as much as i can like today i posted some tattoos some cool twilight zone tattoos that people got but um i listen every week guys i think it's a great show um i'll try to do different feedback too because i just didn't know what to call in because i haven't caught up on the shows but i like these um episode these season breaks um but this is running long so uh i'll let you go so thanks kevin and paul for doing the show bye
2: and we appreciate that feedback.
1: Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks, you know. Nick. I appreciate it. Um,
0: I hope you're walking your dog in that, and not zone. being attacked by a dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
2: I, it's, I, I think Twilight Zone the movie would be great. I just I feel like I, I feel like that's the dessert at the end of, the, of, of yes. everything, you know. So I kind of yeah. want to, c- considering that that was the only Twilight Zone you got after the series, I think that'd be kind of. Kind of interesting to hold off on that just a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. Uh,
0: so we'll get there another two years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so we appreciate that. Appreciate you interacting with us. And and guys, if you want to send us feedback too, you can do that. Like he sent that to our, our Gmail, which is Strange Highways Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, upload it. We'll, we'll play it, you know? Um, tell us of all the 37 episodes we talked about today, of like, what were your favorites? Like, what did you, maybe your list is completely different than ours. That'd be awesome to talk about. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. I, I know uh Mr. Denton on Doomsday has uh has a few people that are uh defending it.
2: Like the, the Denton
0: family. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that's it. No. Yeah. No, I've seen I've seen articles on uh Mr. Denton on
2: Doomsday where there are people defending it. So. Right. good. Good for them. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: somewhere that's somebody's favorite Twilight Zone episode.
2: Right, or the only one they've ever seen.
0: (laughs) Somewhere in another, in a strange uh, (laughs) other dimension. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Denton on Doomsday is the time enough at last. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's like all that one with the one guy with the glasses, that's stupid. I like the Gunman one better, you know. Uh, But yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Like you said, you guys can find us on our Facebook page. Yep. Uh, We're posting stuff up there. Um, You know, I try to, uh, just to have some fun there. Uh, Like I said, there's our, our Gmail address strange highways podcast also we're available on itunes stitcher uh, google music
0: itunes is not itunes anymore apparently for podcasts it's apple podcast now oh
2: weird and i was going to say yeah. i was listening to our show on stitcher and for some reason it just does not list six of our episodes and i don't know why because i checked on, on 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 i guess podcast apple something something and on and, on google music and and they're there and it's streaming from our Podbean account. But for some reason, Stitcher's huh. like, these five episodes, we're not gonna talk about them. And I'm like, I don't like it's I, I should email them, but like for a show that deals with Twilight Zone and strange occurrences, I find it odd that five of our episodes are not available. <laughs> and it's not like the first five or like the last yeah, five. It's just in the middle. Huh. It's weird.
0: I don't I don't well, know. Well, if you don't have <laughs> iTunes and you're trying to find those episodes, uh if it I think it's uh, strange highways dot podbean.com something like that you can get the just google strange highways podbean you'll find our page you can get straight downloads from there so if if you if you're not an itunes uh user you can definitely go there yeah but there are also other players like satchel i believe uh our show will pop up on there as well so
2: yeah so wherever you get your podcast hopefully um we'll be available so uh yeah that's going to do it for us um this this week I did fun fun talk yeah kind of kind of an all-encompassing talk so it's not our typical thing so I, I enjoyed this uh, this more freeform uh, like thought experiment of wrapping up the season yeah yeah so uh, so yeah next time whenever that is it's gonna be some black mirror and then uh and then we might I don't know if there's anything else we're gonna do after that and then we're gonna look look boldly ahead to season two yeah we'll probably go straight into season two after that I'm assuming which would be the first episode I think is the king nine will not return. I love that title. That's a
0: great title.
2: Ever since I've heard that title, it doesn't leave my head. I don't I'm know so why. I'm So excited now! <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened to the other eight kings? I want to know. I'm
0: so excited <laughs> now. Yeah, that's it's right. <laughs> almost as good as I shot an arrow into the air.
2: Give yeah, me! I, I hope the episodes. Uh, I hope the episode is uh, good for the title. I hope it's like, oh, that that deserves that title, as opposed yeah. to, oh, that was just a good title wasted. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Until next time. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, again. Voicemails. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, thank and you. Uh, oh, the other thing. Before I go, yeah. I know Paul's like, come on, I'm pressing the button. No, I'm afraid um, I'm going to hit it
2: early and be like, oh, I hit it early again. That's I, I
0: wanted to give another thanks to all our guests we had on season one yeah. as well. Uh, it was fantastic having uh, El Goro from Talk Without Rhythm, uh, Tom from Film for Thought, Joe from your other podcast. Yeah, Invasion podcast, yeah. And uh, I think that was it, right? That was it. Yeah, so. Uh,
2: other than Steve Steverson, the third podcaster that we lost <laughs> shortly before recording and when the sky was open. Our, our, yeah,
0: <laughs> our silent producer.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. See you guys.
1: Now what have you got to tell me? Mr. Marks, we have a very special guest who's waiting to see you. Oh, really? What's so special about this person? Well, he's from Twilight Zone. Have you ever heard of that? Heard of it? I've spent half my life in the (laughs) Twilight Zone.